Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Chrissy G, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, November 1st. We are reading from the big book, and we are at page XI, third paragraph of the preface, starting with the second edition added the appendix, ending with, this program can work for me too. Comments on all. Today's readers are 12 Steps, Isabel F., 12 Traditions, Athena, Big Book Readers are Mo H., Jody E.Q., and the share ID number for Tuesday, October 31st is 10608. Wednesday, November 1st, 7 a.m., share ID number is 10610. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. The, we, we welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, AA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, to carry its message who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Isabel F. to read the... I will now ask... Good morning, everyone. ...to read the 12 steps. Hi, Karen. Good morning. This is Isabel F. Oh, Isabel. Thank you. From Massachusetts. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made the decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would endure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of His steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you, Isabel. Sorry for the confusion. I will now ask Athena to read the 12 traditions. Athena, press star one to unmute. So sorry. I thought I was unmuted. No worries. Okay. This is Athena B., compulsive overeater recovering in Northern California. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, 
to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communications. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you, Athena. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your that you, your sharing be kept to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for a moderator is one year, and for reader is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page XI, paragraph 3, the third paragraph in the preface, and I will ask Mo H. to begin reading. Uh, yes, good morning, Christy. Thanks for your service. And my name is Mo H. I'm recovered compulsive either in Northern California. The second edition added the appendices the 12 traditions, and the directions for getting in touch with AA. But the chief change was in the section of personal stories, which was expanded to reflect the fellowship's growth. Bill's story, Dr. Bob's nightmare, and one other personal history from the first edition were retained intact. Three were edited. One of these was retitled, New uh, versions of two stories were written with new titles. 30 completely new stories were added, and the story section was divided into three parts under the same headings that are used now. In the third edition, part one, Pioneers of AA was left unchanged. Nine of the stories in part two, they stopped in time were carried over from the uh, second edition. Eight new stories were added in part three. They lost nearly all. Eight stories were retained. Five new ones were added. This fourth edition includes the 12 concepts for world service and revises the three sections of the personal stories as follows. One new story has been added to part one and two that originally appeared in part three have been repositioned there. Six stories have been deleted. Six of uh, the stories in part two have been carried over. 11 new ones have been added and 11 taken out. Part three now includes 12 new stories. Eight were removed in addition to the two that were transferred to part one. All changes made over the years in the big book, AA members' fond nickname for this volume, have had the same purpose, to represent the current membership of Alcoholics Anonymous more accurately 
and thereby to reach more alcoholics. If you have a drinking problem, we hope that you may pause in reading one of the 42 personal stories and think, yes, that happened to me. Or more important, yes, I felt like that. Or more important, yes, I believe this program can work for me too. Okay, I'll start my timer. Well, well, I'm so excited to be starting again in the big book. I guess it's uh, one of the very few books that I have read through and through and through again and again. And now being on uh, Vision for You, really dissecting it. And to think that in this small um, reading, this little reading, there could be so much information. But what I read here is how much the big book grew over the years in each edition that the 12 traditions were added and the 12 concepts were added and um, all the different stories that were added and taken away just to reflect the, uh, as, as our, our society grew and changed and new ideas and new feelings, new uh, insights came in through the stories. But the original 164 pages stayed the same. That never changed. So, um, and that's, that's where the meat of the program is, but I get um, to identify in when I read the stories in the back of the book, which were very helpful for me in the beginning because I did not understand the first pages. And the, the last thing I want to comment on is the, the purpose of, of this. Um, it says to represent, the purpose of this was to represent the current membership of Alcoholics Anonymous, was to keep it more current. And then, yes, uh, that happened to me. More important, yes, I have felt that. And yes, I believe this program can work for me. I've been reading um, In a Vision for You with a sponsee, and Bill D., the third member of AA, said some similar words. I think I had the page here. Yeah, it was 157. And he, he said in there, um, let's see if I can find it. Yes, that's me, the sick man, the very image you fellows know your stuff all right, but I don't see what good it'll do. But he said, yes, that's me. Yes, I see that as they spoke. And this is what happened to me. The longer I stayed on these lines, I realized that, yes, that was me. Because for years I identified out and I wasn't one of you, even though I stayed in the rooms. And when I had a really bad relapse about two years ago, um, I really got that I needed to identify in and be one of you. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mo. H, it's now time for the sharing portion of our meeting. Who would like to start the sharing on today's reading? Please press star one to, name, to leave your name and last initial. Carrie S. Carrie S. Who else would like to share? Press star one. Kathleen O. Kathleen O. Ariana D. Ariana D. KB. Say that again. Sherry KB. Carrie KB. Sherry. 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 Cherry Can you spell Katie. that? C-H-E-R-R-I. Looks like Cherry, okay. but it's pronounced Cherry. Cherry KB. Cherry KB. Thank you so much for that clarification. Okay, we can start. <laughs> Who is that? Reggio. Hi, Reggio. And Reggio. Okay, let's stop there. Devara S. Devara S. There'll be time um, after this group of shares. Can we start with Carrie S.? Hi, Chrissy. Thank you so much. This is Carrie S. Recovered in Colorado. I'm so grateful to be able to say that today. And that this reading, it tells me that our stories matter, that I get to reflect on my growth and my transformation by dissecting line by line um, and have reverence for what is here line by line. And I liked, I heard someone say on the first meeting, it's like understanding poetry that I get to learn from this history, but I can also deceive myself 
by selectively understanding the evidence from my past and I justify what I've already made up in my mind. And that's what this teaches me, that I have to go into my heart and that I can take this information and drop it from my head into my heart so that then here I, I'm looking at the history of our fellowship, that those who can't learn from our history were doomed to repeat it. And I have to remember that I am not cured, that I have to use these explicit directions, that I, and I get to tell uh, my story. You know, and what it was like for me was that I had to drive around in my car with a, a, a not a plastic spoon, but a real spoon that was going to get into the bottom of that, the gallon. And then what happened was that I moved from a carry-centered existence to a God-centered existence. And I cultivated hope and faith by listening to your stories and hearing them over and over and over again so that what it's like now is that I can respond when I am driving into that same grocery store yesterday and remembering what it was like with that gallon that I parked on the outside, you know, the and, and in my heart, God was like, why don't you just go park where you used to park and feel that misery and what it was like to be crushed by your disease so that I can remember what it was like, so that I can share that I don't have to be there anymore, that I get to carry this message, that I am no longer rebellious and immature and sensitive. And now I, I live this, this life that is so much better that um, I'm just so suddenly grateful in every moment. And I love when the book, big book tells us that we get to, you know, have this sudden and profound experience. And that's what I've had, this sudden and profound experience. So I'm super grateful to be on the line with you all today. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Carrie S. And Kathleen O, it's your, it's your turn. Good morning. Thank you. This is Kathleen O, uh, recovered in Northern California. And hopefully my dogs aren't going to make too much noise here. Sorry. Um, so, you know, I, I love that they didn't change the first 164 pages. Um, and I think the reason maybe they changed some of the stories is to cover a, a, a larger background of people. Um, because some of the stories, there's different ethnic backgrounds, there's different sexual preferences. So I don't know that for sure, but that would be my guess. Um, so that, you know, more people can can relate and because you know there's all sorts of people um, who have who have this problem and and these stories are great because it's it's a way to you know dial in and and realize that like in Bill Bill's story he had you know this profound um, spiritual awakening and and the stories show that not everybody has it that way you know some people some people it goes quickly, some people it goes slowly, but it but it does happen, and um, and it's about you know having this awakening. And my dogs are barking in the background, so I'm gonna cut this off really quickly. But um, and and doing service and being able to pass this on to other people, and and having relief. You know, they're they're to have a solution to get some relief from um, constantly for me thinking about food all day long, and instead being able to you know be of service and be useful in life is such a huge, a huge, um, <clears throat> wonderful thing. And, and, you know, these stories can help people dial in and relate to that. And thank you. I pass. Thank you, Kathleen O. And Ariana D, you're up next. Um, hi, this is Mariana. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, thank you. So this is my first time sharing. I just started listening last week. Um, and I just would love to um, say, because I felt this so much, I've gotten so many outreach calls, and I've never felt so embraced in a program, so I want to thank you all for that. Um, what this reading means to me, um, I just like a child who's listening to a story over and over again and wants to continually hear that same story, that's how I feel with these stories in the big book. And so many of them... Um, sometimes I feel like I'm reading them for the first time when I've read them over and over again. And I see myself in those. And 
what's huge for me in listening to those stories is just the vulnerability and putting out all those insecurities. And, you know, I used to feel like I was the only one who felt like this around food and um, or addiction. And hearing, um, I didn't grow up in an alcoholic household, but reading the literature for the past six years, um, I never realized how much I related to the alcoholic or to addiction with my own addiction. And it just kind of made me feel like I belonged to a group that was so big and so diverse. Um, and I felt at home there. And um, shame was kind of a part of my life. Um, I just kind of grew up with some, I grew up with a lot of love um, and big, huge family. There was also some shame there. And I realized the older I got how that really never worked for me. And again, just saying that word vulnerability and hearing these stories and knowing that whatever's going on, it's all okay and there's people out there who totally get it just makes me feel more at home and makes me feel like I can just be who I am and that's where the recovery comes from, just that that honesty and truth. So um, thank you. Um, I'm Mariana from California. And I pass it. Thank you, Mariana D. And up next is Sherry KB and then um, Vasa O. You'll be the first one in the next round. Good morning, Chrissy. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Reader. Thank you so much for your service and everybody on the line, and welcome to newcomers, and welcome to the day after Halloween. Yay. So good to be here. So grateful. Um, so the first thing that jumps out at me here is where it says that, you know, they the reason for uh, adding stories and changing whatnot is so that they can expand to reflect how the fellowship has grown. And so, you know, that's, that's so important because it's telling us that this book works and that, you know, there's all kinds of people out there, all walks of life that can identify in and get recovered in this book. And so that is, that is such an important piece there. Um, and then I wanted to talk about the second paragraph on uh, XII, where it says includes the 12 concepts for world service. You know, we have our, our steps, which relations to ourselves, and the traditions are relationships with others, and the concept is, how, is our relationship to the world. And so it's just beautiful how this was added to our fourth edition. Um, and then down here on the third paragraph where it says um, that the, the purpose is to currently represent the membership of Alcoholics Anonymous more accurately and thereby to reach more alcoholics. So, you know, that's, we have all kinds of garden variety um, compulsive eater, eaters, overeaters, anorexic bulimics, you name it. And so, we, you know, we just want to reach the masses. That's what we're doing here because we're carrying a, a message of depth and weight that has changed our lives and it can change the lives of all anyone who wants this work and who wants to do it. And um, and just how important it is to read the stories, to identify in. It's all about identifying in. Um, and even in um, on page uh, 59, where it says, um, sorry, my cat, my cat is rubbing up on my book. Um, he likes to do that. Um, it says here, um, even here, our, our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic, and our personal adventures before and after make clear pertinent ideas. So they're talking about the stories and how important it is to read the stories. And, and then it says also, um, uh, on the other page, um, it talks about um, that, you know, our stories disclosed in a general way, what we used to be like, what happened, and what we're like now. So this is so important to read the stories to identify in. I love the stories. Um, it has helped me. I um, refer back to things when I'm reading with my sponsees because it's so helpful, and um, I just love this work, and I'm so grateful, and, and thank you, and I pass. Hello? Sherry, did you pass? Sherry Kibi? I did. Thank you, Chrissy. Okay, thank you so much for sharing. And we are commenting on the third paragraph of the preface, starting with page XI and reading down to, from the second edition added the appendix down to, this program can work for me too. 
And we have Vasa O up first, but who would like to also share on this round? Gina R. Gina R. Press star one if you'd like to unmute and give your name. Ashley P. Ashley P. Yeah. Thank you. Jeanette G. Devora F. I got Vasa O, Gina R, Ashley P, Jeanette G, Devora S. Okay, let's start there. I think I heard Vasa last last round. Vasa O, if you'd like to share, please press star one. Hi, good morning, Chrissy. Thank you so much for your service. And this is Reggie O. And Reggie O. Thank you, Reggie. <laughs> sure. And I'm uh, recovered in the Los Angeles area. And, uh, you know, when I was <clears throat> reading this for the first time, when I was reading this this morning, I, uh, I was reminded of, it was about three weeks before I ever even knew that OA existed, and that was 30 years ago. <clears throat> and um, I was looking at how alcoholism had impacted my life, family alcoholism had impacted my life, and had just begun doing some work in there. And, uh, and, and one day I woke up, it was kind of like woke up, like, I don't know if it was in the morning, or if I just woke up in the middle of the afternoon. And I said to myself, I'm an alcoholic with food. And it was this amazing revelation. Um, but I had begun to see a pattern, I was living alone for the first time in my life. And I, uh, and I was getting into this pattern of either going to bed with a big bag full of uh, M&Ms or I would wake up in my kitchen in the, in the morning and it would be like, who wrecked my kitchen with all the bags and boxes? And, uh, and I saw it and, you know, it's miracle or God would have it. About two or three weeks later, uh, I had two people within a matter of two weeks who told me about OA and the wonders of it. And I began, but I, but I first, knew that I was an alcoholic with food and that was really a gift and it's a good thing for me to remember uh, but when I've read the stories which I did much more so than the big book uh, than the 164 pages uh, I, I read the stories much more so and I, I've read them for many different things I would always be inspired I, there was at least one and multiple things more, mostly that I could relate to in every story that I've read and uh, and that that's been really you know satisfying you know that that it's the ism you know the ism that is the that is what is the same among all of us and I, I heard recently you know that that's I self and me but that you know that that obsessive that thinking that distorted thinking and so while the all the stories have the same thing in common you know it's like they have uh, it's like what 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 happened you know where was i what was i like before what happened and and what's been the big change and it's usually a huge change in my life after i've done this and what they all did you know is what we're doing here they all worked the steps you know they all worked the 12 steps the first 164 pages uh so it's um I'm really grateful for this this morning and grateful that we're grateful to be starting again. I've <clears throat> starting reading over again. I know when we, when we were reading the last week, we were or week before last, we were reading the, um, uh, the last of it, the last page of a vision for you. And I thought, Oh, this is so amazing. And I almost thought, I wish we could just go on with this. Like when I've read books before and I just want to go to the last chapter before I read the middle, but you know, it was very different for me this time. That was the first time I'd been all the way through like this. And, uh, I was so excited to be starting all over again, uh, because it's all, there's always, every sentence in some respect is always new. And we always, I always have a place to grow. So really grateful to be here with you all this morning. And I'll pass. Thank you so much, Reggio. And just to make a correction, we are reading all four paragraphs starting on the preface, page XI, third paragraph, the second printing, all the way down to this program can work for me too. And we have Gina R. up next. Hi, Chrissy. Thank you so much for your service. Great to hear your voice on the line. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Green Valley, Arizona. Um, yeah, it, it's just 
uh, kind of flabbergasting me that I am getting like excited about prefaces and forewords and that sort of thing. Um, I have a, a, a new sponsee that I've been working with for a couple of weeks and um, this is a person who has guided lots of people through the big book um, in our uh, mothership fellowship, as I call it. And um, when I asked her if, if she starts at the beginning, she said yes. Um, but I found out that we each have different ideas of what the beginning is. And her beginning wasn't um, where how we do it. And it was a lot like my beginning um, when I used to read this book, and that was jumping right to chapter one. So we started at um, the title page, and I'm actually, with my people, I am actually also looking at the copyright page and then the contents with the chapter headings and the stories. And one of the things that happened when we started looking at the, the contents and the personal stories in that section, um, she admitted that she she doesn't really read the personal stories. She may have read them many, many, many years ago and um, was she was embarrassed to say that, but it was such a huge clue um, for her to realize that that is part of how she has isolated herself even when she thought she was working this program. And it helped me um, have God help me her, to uncover for her that she has resisted engaging in the fellowship. Um, she thought that it was enough to just guide people. So I asked her to linger on the the chapter headings and the titles of those different chapters to see how those might um, relate to her. And she had a significant spiritual experience just by doing that. So um, the other thing I was going to mention is when people push back on the big book because they believe that it's been, um, it's old, it's stale, it's dated. Um, now I know I can say they kept certain parts of it intact, but the fellowship and the, the World Services Office is very mindful of making sure that is, it is staying contemporary with the stories in back. And so there's something in here for anybody to relate to. So that argument really doesn't hold water much anymore. And I'm just glad that I now have a way to honestly um, and kindly respond to somebody like that when that is their resistance. And with that, I pass. Thank you for the opportunity to offer service. Thank you, Gina. And next up is Ashley P. followed by Jeanette G. Press star one to unmute. Hi, this is Ashley P. Recovered in Northern California. Can I be heard? Yes. Hi. Um, yeah, so just wanted to thank everybody for their service this morning and for a chance to to get on the line. Um, and I'm not sure that there's that much more that I have to say that, that hasn't been said, but um, I too am just sort of profoundly affected by the fact that that these pages mean something to me. Um, when I when I was first introduced to the book, I, I just thought I I don't know how to relate, and I I don't um, I I saw the effect that it had on on some of my friends in in program um, the the big book thumpers, and I I just thought. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand this power that it has. And um, a year and a half later, I have really gotten into this book as a result of listening to these meetings and of working with um, other women and my sponsor in this program. And and I'm, I'm just really um, floored by um, how much simple paragraphs that start with Roman numerals mean to me today and and to me that's just a you know a, a barometer of um all the miracles that this this program um provides uh and then the other thing that I wanted to comment on was um 
the the fact that there there have been changes made in this book and um uh very careful mindful changes and i just feel really grateful for um <clears throat> the service structures in in our program um because i can't even imagine uh how much time and energy you know was uh was spent to approve of those changes and and all of the edits and all of the discussions and all of the meetings and all of the um the the organizing to try and get people to meet to discuss all of this and so i'm i'm um uh mindful of the the sentence that says this fourth edition includes the 12 concepts for world service because um it it is our service structures that make all of that possible um and the fact that there is a service structure. We're going to start reading um, the doctor's opinion and Bill's story. And this, you know, this started out as just one alcoholic helping another um, alcoholic. As um, you know, this this phone meeting just started out as um, my timer um, an idea, and and now it's it's helped so many people recover. And and so growth and change comes from small beginnings and. Um, I'm really grateful for that today, and with that, I pass. Thanks, Ashley. Jeanette G., you're up next. Hi, I am a recovering compulsive reader um, in Southern California. My name is Jeanette G., and can I be heard? Yes. Okay, sorry. That's always confusing with that unmute. Um, I really love the part of this reading where it's like, yes, me too, and um, that identifying with another compulsive overeater is so profound because um, I work with 40-plus women, and, you know, yesterday's holiday was all about, oh, look at what um, this person brought in, that person brought in, all of the um, different things that people who are normal can participate in. And, you know, I hear the, oh, can't you just have a bite or, oh, just try it. And for me, I have a mental twist of the mind and I'm a physical allergy and my body is different than my fellows who I work with. So, um, you know, no, if I do that, then um, I'm blocked from the sunlight of the spirit and um, and that's not where I want to be today. So that whole, yes, that happens to me. Yes, I felt like that. Yes, I believe it can work. And I'm so grateful. Um, I share my face-to-face meetings all the time for technology because, you know, when that builds up of emotion happens, which, you know, I can identify with other people like, oh, yes, I felt that too. And even if it's good emotion, um, you know, um, spending um, Halloween with my um, almost three-year-old granddaughter and her mom and dad, my daughter and son-in-law, and having friends and family around, uh, you know, hosting it, you know, there's a lot of buildup of emotion that happens, uh, positive and uncomfortable feelings. And, um both and that's just part of life and when that build up happens and all of a sudden the cute little um food that she decorated herself with her little baby hands you know are on the table and my disease is going like oh here's a way to um numb out from that buildup of emotion um i can go i can have a pause by the grace of god because of working the program and i can take a picture and shoot it off to another compulsive overeater and make a commitment like oh for today i can enjoy um my granddaughter in a different way than participating in a uh, food behavior that would be blocking me from the sunlight of the joy of being a grandma. So, you know, and to hear back from people um, in program that I send that to who are like, oh, yeah, me too. And um, and just to have that common bond. And even when my food's not perfect um, and I want to, um, you know, focus on that, I can, you know, find someone else who understands and I don't have to, um go along with the normies in my life who go, oh, it's just a little this, like who think it's a diet, and that's not what this is about. This is about sanity and serenity. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nancy. And Devorah S., you're up next. Devorah, press star one to unmute. Hello? 
Hi. Good morning. I'm so sorry. It's Devorah S. from New Jersey, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And thank you, Chrissy, and everyone on the line that makes this possible. So, um, so great to be reading this again because, you know, you forget. I forget what um, what I have. And um, I love the word over here. It says, if you have a drinking problem, we hope that you may pause in reading one of the 42 personal stories and think. And I... and we know what it says. It happened to me, and more important, I felt like that. Most important, I believe the program works for me too. And I'm just focusing now on the word pause because it's so easy for me. I, I, you know, you know, everyone knows what life is like. It's so busy, and we just self will run riot. You know, that's how I, I fill my, I could fill my day. And um, you know, so here it's telling us we have to, you know, pause, to think, to, to consider, to to just stop, you know, we all, and I've heard, you know, pray and use spiritual energy, you know, P-A-U-S-E, pause, and, um, you know, it's, and, and, and it brings me back to, like, you know, when we work our steps, when I'm working the steps, you know, you know, when something happens, we don't know what to do with ourselves, you know, pause, you know, ask God, um, bring God in, you know, in steps, you know, as we go through the day and we're agitated, doubtful, we don't know what, what to do, you know, take that pause. Um, even on step 10, when I was calling a, pers- a fellow in program yesterday, um, she said to me, now pause, pause, speak what God's will is. And, you know, it was like, oh, you know, here I am, like, just talking, 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 like, a, just to, like, get it done. And, you know, she reminded me, like, take that pause. Like, what does God want from you? Like, don't just spit it out, like, tell me what God wants, but quiet, sit. You know, what would God want you to you know, be now, you know, take that pause. And, and here it's like, you know, he's telling us right here in the beginning of the book, you know, telling us in the beginning of the book, the preface, like it's, an, it's a, something to keep in mind um, as, as we work this program, because I, I need to constantly be reminded, you know, I'm not running the show and God is, and got to take these steps each day, you know, steps one, two, and three, and then throughout the whole day, um, you know, to, to pause and to bring God into all my affairs. And uh, really, really grateful to have these stories um, because, you know, honestly, I didn't relate to them when I first came in and read these stories. I said, oh, this is not me. This is whatever. And it's for other people, but just not for me. And, you know, thank God I hung around and started to listen and become willing um, for, a new, for a new experience. And maybe I had that pause, you know, maybe I, I paused over there and, and, and realized that, you know, my way wasn't working and the God idea did. And, and I could listen and learn from these people in this book and from the whole fellowship, um, you know, how to uh, get recovered and stay recovered because I just have a daily reprieve um, each day. Um, and um, I need these pages to remind me to stay on task and to seek God's will throughout the day, and to, to, and to, to, to call and make contact with other people in the fellowship, and to hear their stories of, of strength and hope, um, because that, that helps me uh, work, work my program, and um, to know that I'm not alone. And uh, I'm going to pass now. Thank you so much. Thank you, Devorah S., and if you're just tuning in, we're um, commenting on Big Book, third paragraph of the preface page, XI, starting with the second edition, added the appendix, and ending with this program can work for me too. Who would like to start the sharing? I can take three people to take us to the Sally. end. Sally. Sally. Sally A? Yes, Sally A. Got it. Mary Muscage. Say that again, H. Oh, Mary and Rivka. Uh, Mary and Rivka. Miriam Rivka. Miriam Rivka. One more, please. Bonnie Diane. One more time. Bonnie Diane. I hear Diane, but I hear somebody before Diane. Bonnie G. Bonnie. Okay, that's it. And Diane, if we have time, I don't know that we will. Um, Sally, can you please start? Yes, thank you so much for your service to all of us today. So Sally A in New York, originally from New York, um, and um, recovered today and um, excited to be on the line with you guys. 
Um, I want to share with you that this, uh, this again, this paragraph um, at the bottom of XII, and beginning with this, uh, these three words, all changes made. Because interestingly, this book teaches us that we have to change too. They made changes in this book, as all of you have been, many of you have been sharing, that they have made significant changes in this book only in the story section of this book because they wanted it to be easier to identify in with. But I look at these words, all changes made, that I need to make changes. And I have been looking very closely at my belief system. What do I believe in? Because it's very important for my recovery to have a healthy relationship with my higher power and my God. And this book, this book is going to show us on the bottom of page 13 and 28 and 29 and 72 and 143 and 567 and 8. Over and over, it talks about the word change and transformation and about relationship. And so I am changing. My relationship with my higher power is changing, and it's crucial. The other thing I wanted to say is when you come down to that sentence, if you have a drinking problem, and my problem, my problem is an eating problem, my problem is a television problem, my problem is really a disconnect problem. I, I strive to disconnect from the world around me through the food and the television and a host of other things. If you have a problem, we hope that you may pause. And that's the only part of that sentence that I need to carry in my pocket today, that I will pause today wherever I can pause today. That is my goal today, is to moment by moment look for opportunities to stop and pause and think. Gentle reminder. Am I? Thank you. Am I? Am I here? Am I present? Or am I somewhere else? Thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Sally A. And Miriam Rivka, H, next, please. Press star one to unmute. Yes, hi, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay, great. Hi, everybody. This is Miriam Rivka, H, in New Jersey. Um, it's a privilege to be able to share on the line today. I just want to, you know, what, what stands out to me is the very last line. Yes, I believe this program can work for me too. And I just, I guess I just wanted to share some hope that it's, you know, I, I don't know. I, I know this for myself and I've heard other people express similar sentiments that like I really thought that I'm honestly different from all of you and even though this might work for you and you might be abstinent and recovered today um, it's not going to work for me and here's why you know and I I had a lot of slipping and sliding for a very long time coming into program and just really thought like you know, I I don't know, like I just couldn't imagine how it could ever be different. And I think it's, they almost preempted that. Like they knew that we were going to be saying that and giving us all these stories in the back of so many different people who have gone to lower lows than I have. And it worked for them. Um. You know, so it just like it makes me stop and think about am I so different, am I so special that this won't work for me? And thank God my experience has been that it, it does. It works in, in a way that I never, ever, ever could have imagined possible. You know, if someone I remember when I met someone who first told me about OA and I kind of like I, I was like scorning her in my head, like thinking, You don't know me. This is just going to be something I'm going to deal with for the rest of my life. It's not really that big a deal. You know, everyone has something. Thank you. Um, So just to take this to encourage you, you can do this too. This could happen to you. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mary Mariska. And Bonnie. Hi. I don't have your last initial. Can you hear me? Bonnie G. in South Florida. 
recovered. Thank you so much for this uh, last chance. Uh, reading the preface, which is something for more than 30 years I never, ever looked at, uh, tells me so much about what I was missing in the program that I had been working uh, to know how it has helped so many over the many, many years. When uh, Roseanne started the program, she rewrote our steps. And, you know, can you imagine them rewriting the 164? And this explains why. And all the other forewords, which we're going to read in the next few days. And then to come to that last uh, sentence, the last few sentences, yes, that happened to me. Or more important, yes, I felt like that. Or most important, yes, I believe this program can work for me too. And that's because we've got these first 164 pages that'll work for any one of us. And thank you for uh, this chance. I pass. Thank you so much. And Diane, we won't have time, but you can um, share on the unrecorded portion. And we're, we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164. Jody EQ. Yes, good morning everybody. This is Jody EQ, gratefully recovered in California. Sorry for any background noise. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then. <laughs>